Faisa Refilwe Jani, Jemaine Siopusenwe, Janine van Veek, Tembi Khatlana, Andi Swangwe. The list can go on and on and on. These are players uh, who are South African. If it is that they have something in common, it's that they're from here. You know, they're from SA. They're proudly South African. And uh, they've gone to represent South Africa overseas. Is it South Africa's time to shine? As we ask Lydia Manyapawa, a former Banyana Banyana player, that very question. Lydia, a warm welcome to the show. Thank you for your time today. Thanks, Romy. Good afternoon to your listeners. It's always good to have you. Mandela Day, hashtag that's 67 minutes. How is it that you've given back today? Um, I did my 6.7 kilometers um, um, walk, walk, jog. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then I, I contributed to the Nelson Mandela Fund. Oh, yeah. amazing. Yes, yeah, so you did their walk. You went on to Quicket. You did everything. You registered. Yes. yes amazing. Did. did you do it alone or did you do it with the girls? Oh, I did it alone. <laughs> Those was the, I could have taken three hours. <laughs> it would have been a 367 <laughs> minutes, possibly. Yeah. Um, Lydia, I guess I just mentioned some of the names, you know. Is it South Africa's time to shine when it comes to women from South Africa who play football, who are the poster, poster kid or poster person for football in the country? Is it South Africa's time? I think it is. Actually, it's long overdue. Um, you know, um, South Africa has been doing, Banyana Banyana has been doing amazing things from the international platform. It's just, there was just falling short of qualifying for the World Cup. We mm-hmm. know that they had before the, the France World Cup, they qualified for the Olympics twice, you know, for London and also for, for Rio. But if you look at the Olympics, I and mean, it's not exactly on the same level as the World Cup. But once Banyana Banyana made the FIFA Women's World Cup, that's when... Um, the scouts and the international teams, yeah. you know, started seeing the capabilities of our players. Hence, why they're coming so so many times to to, to recruit from this side mm. of the world now. Mm. But does it take that? Does it take international competitions for us to be recognised? Because yes, it puts us on the map, but it doesn't take away or limit or dull down the talent that we have. So, isn't it sad that you need something of that level in order to be recognised? It is sad, but uh, but even of the day, it's good for our girls. I mean, if, you, if you think about, you know, uh, if you look at the men, they make money out of the talent that they've got. But our girls are not able to make money out of their football talent on uh, this side of the world, or actually on the continent, because there are no professional women's leagues in Africa. Mm. You know, um, so hence why they have to look outside the, the, the continent for competition, for, you know, for, 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 for professional leagues in Europe, in China, in the U.S., they are that's why they go out there and and then get professional contracts so they can you know they can they can also earn money from playing football it's not only about fun something that we did we play football for passion for fun you yeah, know? but yeah. these days we've got girls that are making money out of football do you wish that the roles were reversed at all because yes when you played it was for the passion and the love of the game but wouldn't it have been great? Wouldn't it have been great to 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 take your playing career to the level that we're seeing now? It would have been amazing. <laughs> I don't know where I could have been. Maybe I wouldn't have been, you know, uh, working at tax. I would have ended up overseas. I could have been working overseas. Now I don't know. You know, I would have been coaching. 
I could have been getting, gotten involved in other things. But, you know, not that I regret my journey, mm. but, mm. you know, it's, it's, I think the journey that we took was a foundation for the girls of today, you know. Um, you know, back then, women's football was not taken as seriously as it is taken now. But, you know, it, it, it was, a, a, you know, a stepping stone for, for where our girls are going. Now they yeah. get the recognition, they can make money out of it. We are really excited for them. We didn't get the opportunity, but we are really excited that the journey that we took and it, it's ending up, you know, where, where we are right now, giving our girls opportunities to make money out of their talent. Yeah, definitely. And it is great to see. You say something powerful in terms of laying down the, that foundation for women football um, in order to see, you know, today's generation flourish and get those opportunities. With them mm-hmm. having those opportunities, what would you say? opportunities were when you were playing were there any apart from just playing for the love of it the opportunities were really limited you know um we played um there was no um football international uh, competition on the cast calendar we mm. didn't have any games you know we did not have any friendly games you couldn't even play zimbabwe you know just in the middle of, 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 of the season. Yeah. As long as we're not preparing for the African Women's Championship, which is called the, the African and uh, um, the Women's African Nations Cup now, you know, as long as that competition was not there, you were not playing the qualifiers or you were not playing in the actual tournament or preparing for it, there were no uh, international um, uh, friendlies. But now you can see now, Banyana Banyana is getting a lot of friendlies. Mm. You know, they're getting a lot of preparation whenever they go into uh, competition. They even play friendlies out of nowhere. I mean, you saw now. Uh, just before the end of last year, when we failed to qualify for the for the for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, mm-hmm. uh, still Banyana Banyana were suffer money to get them a friendly against Japan. Yeah, you know, the, the, the Japanese women's national team. They played the likes of US, Norway, and everybody. You know the teams that we always them playing against, but those two opportunities were never there. Mm-hmm. You know we had a local league, but it was not as strong as the Sasso, um League. Now we've got the Sasso Women's National League, where teams from different provinces get to, 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 to play against each other week in, week out, you know, uh, before COVID-19, which is something amazing for the girls. And it means that the quality of our football is, is really increasing. It's on the rise. Soon you're going to have a stronger Banyana Banyana. And with players going overseas and coming back, I think our, our squad is going to be stronger than ever before. Mm, I'm going to go to a very quick break, Lydia. And when I come back, I want to ask you, is it a headache with all these girls going overseas? Is it a headache for Coach Desiree Ellis? Defeating the virus is in your hands, Nelson Mandela once said. We can change the world and make it a better place. It is in your hands to make a difference. Brought to you by SABC Education. Enriching minds, enriching lives. Nineteen minutes after five o'clock, I am in conversation with Lydia Manyapawe, former Banyana Banyana player. We're talking about SA's exports and how great it is for the face of women's football. But more importantly, is it a headache for Coach Desiree Ellis when you take a look at the crop of players leaving the country? Uh, I'm sure she's going to start scratching her head and go, where, how, who do I choose? Uh, a bit of a headache for her, wouldn't you say, Lydia? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a blessing in disguise. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it's going to be a headache, you know, when she's is putting a squad together because like you say we've got so much talent in this country you know if you saw the the, the ladies playing in the Sasa Women's National League if you saw the Sasa National Championships you know the, the, the talent is so much and it's raw talent you know mm. now the girls going overseas obviously their level of football they're getting that the, the, the kind of sports science that you know we don't get here at home they're getting exposed to so much technical work as well you know the um, 
it's going to be huge for them, you know, but they, for her, it's going to be a headache trying to combine those players because now you're going to have uh, players playing on different levels. You have these ones that are playing week in, week out, a high-intensity game, mm-hmm. and those um, who are playing maybe low-level for, for football, low-level of quality football, uh, rather. You know, but they are still uh, just as talented. It will be a headache for her to match the two and get them on the same level so that they can they can work together, you know, to, to, to produce, you know, a, a quality team. You know, mm. I, I think if you remember before, um, was it Jose Mourinho who went to Chelsea, you know, but yet this squad, he had so many uh, talented players, but he was just failing to win the UEFA um, the, 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 the Champions League because the players, they, they were just failing to get together and he just couldn't get the combinations right. Yeah. That was something that Desiree will have to work on, getting the combinations and for the players to gel together. But I think he's got a huge pool of players. It's a blessing in disguise for her. When she gets them, the, the headache will be putting them together and making a quality uh, team out of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You mentioned the Sassol National Women's League and you talk about football, which is heading women's football specifically in the right direction. In your honest, humblest opinion, is enough being done for women's football, because yes, it's a start, but I mean, I don't think from where I sit and when I look in that it's on steroids yet, if I could put it that way, that it has that impact. And what do you think needs to be done for it to actually be on the same level as the men's game? Look, this, uh, uh, Romy, to, to, to get to that level, I just think we, we, are, we are many, many less, um, you know, from that, you know, if I have to be honest. If I have to look where we're coming from to now, many steps have been taken. There have been huge improvements. You know, now we just don't play. Like I, as I mentioned, the international friendlies are there. The, the girls get exposed to better quality football, you know, um, on the continental level, on the international level. It, it is amazing. Um, also, we've got now the, 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 the Safa Women's National League has just started. You know, um, they, they've just finished a season. Although COVID uh, just interrupted that, you know, they, now CAF also has started the Women's um, uh, Champions League. You know, that's going to start in 2021. And unfortunately, something that was really disappointing for all of us is the fact that the 2020 Women's AFCON was cancelled, which takes us also a little bit back. You know, uh, I think in terms of taking that, uh, the, the steps going forward, we've made huge strides. If you look at call the COSAFA level, COSAFA. You know, they've been playing year in, year out by the, the established women's league. Uh, there's a women's tournament at under 17 level and under 20 level as well, mm. which means that something is happening. If you look at regional competitions, you know, at the Wafu, the Kafa, you know, even in North Africa now, they've got women's, uh, women's, uh, women's football. FIFA is spending money more investment into women's football so that they, they, their member association can invest more money into their women's game. I think. Positive things, uh, positive things are happening, but they are happening at under 70 level, at under 20 level, at mm-hmm. senior level. Mm-hmm. What needs to happen might need to go further down because what is feeding into those under 17 teams, under 90, under 20, and the senior teams? We don't have a base, we don't have a grassroots, strong grassroots base where players can come from, where they are, they are, they are taught techniques from a young age. You know, if you look at the U.S., what they do, you know, they teach the youngsters techniques from a very young age, something yeah. that we really need to invest in. I think that is something that we need to look at. Sasa, you know, the schools and everybody, they need to work on school sports, where football in the school, uh, in, in the schools, for the girls specifically, because 
the, the boys have got so much exposure. If you look at the Danone and McDonald's, mm. um, mm. all the clubs that they play, the, 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 those kind of competitions are not there for the girls. We need to go down to grassroots, uh, the grassroots and invest there so that we've got players that can, you know, the, 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 the players that we can follow. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. career right up to Banyana Banyana. Not that we, because now it's like we are just finding girls who happen to have played football with the boys or just and then we turn them into banana banana. Mm, there, mm. there is no organized grassroots league that can feed into those, those structures. But I know that at some point they try to under 18 and under 15 leagues, but those ones don't work out. But we need to go right down to the level under, mm. six, under 7, under 8, etc. But I think if we start investing on that level, our football will, will, will make massive improvements in the future. You know what? What you say, Lydia, actually comes with a bit of a bite. And it's the truth. We should not just be taking players off the street because you happen to have played football with the boys, but that there needs to be an organized structure. Is there a sense of responsibility on your shoulders, not just as a former player who paved the way for today's players, but a sense of responsibility because you know the game, you know a lot from different aspects and spheres for women's football to be, I guess knocking down the doors to have your voice heard as to how you see things, you know, and how you, in your opinion, see things and how they should go? It, there, there is a huge responsibility for all of us as former players. You know, I think we have complained so much as players back then, but we will also be a, a little bit, you know, um, you know, conservative in our opinions because obviously, you know, you have to watch what you say in the news. But now we are more opinionated because... We know what needs to happen, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and as long as you, I think some players are just afraid to voice out what needs to happen. And it's not only about us complaining. I just feel you, you shouldn't complain and then do nothing about it. Mm. You also need to take a step in a, in, in, in a certain direction to say, I'm going to assist in a certain, uh, in a certain way. You know, if women's football is not getting the kind of exposure that it deserves, you also need to take, take a step and say, you know what, I'm going to expose women's football to my people, you know, the people that are following me on social media, whatever, they're going to know about women's football. They're going to know where it is, they're going to know everything else. I think we shouldn't leave the responsibility solely to the, to, to, to the South African Football Association uh, and, 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 you know, whoever is running football. We should also take responsibility in ensuring that women's football gets where it is. No matter how little, but I, mm. think, I feel like if we put our heads together and contribute, even if it's a little bit, you know, um, the Kabuki tournament in Mandalay once in a while. Yes. You know, the little bit that you contribute to women's football in tournaments, whether it's, 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 uh, it's um, uh, a grassroots, what you call it, um, an outreach project. You know, it goes a long way in getting women's football exposure and getting, you know, people more interested in the game because yeah. women's football is a different product to men's football. We shouldn't compare it to men's football. It's just the product is different, or completely different. It, it is. It should be sold. It is. a different product to men's football because the attraction that we see, the attraction that I see when I'm watching women's football, is nothing compared to the PSL. And mm. that's something that we need to sell to people to come on board and sponsor the women's game in the future. Lydia, so if your phone had to ring now, the minute I say goodbye to you, tring, tring, and the person <laughs> on the other end of the phone says, hi, is this Lydia Skills, Manyapao? And you're like, yes, it's me. And they're like, we want you to come and play for us. Where would you want to go? Would you want to go to Italy, Spain, Portugal, Belarus? Where? What would you choose if you could do it all over again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. 
Sweden, France, Scotland, where oh. would the world is your oyster? Where yeah, would you go? You put an idea, probably France. France. Go to France because I know that you know um, the, one of the Olympic, is it Olympic Marcel, um One of the Olympic teams, they, 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 they invest a lot of money in their women's um, football team, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I did French in school and I would speak more French. But the French, the French football has been on the rise. You know, if you look at them participating in the Women's World Cup, yeah. uh, whether it's beyond under 17 and 20 and senior level, you know, they, they've got good quality football. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I would really be interested to go play there. If not, in the U.S. Because uh-huh. they've got they've exposure in women's football and the way they treat women uh, football players in the U.S. It's yeah. amazing to watch. It them. definitely is on steroids. So on that note, mon ami, merci. Au revoir. Merci, merci, merci Lydia. Au revoir à tout à l'heure. <laughs> Lydia, thank you. Always good chatting to you. Thank you so much uh, for just okay. giving us perspective and for always answering your phone whenever we call your number. We appreciate you. No worries. Thank you so much and um, happy Mandela um, Day to everybody. Happiness it is. Thank you so much. Lydia Manyapao there, a former Banyana Banyana player, saying that if she could do it all over again, that magic wand that you can just go tring, and she's back in her 20s, uh, you know, heading overseas or even younger, uh, she would go to France or to the USA. But I have to say, women's football on the rise in South Africa, and it is just amazing to see in the past week or so just where everybody is heading to. So I think a step in the right direction when it comes to women's football. I also like what she said in terms of the game is completely different to the men. And as much as we want it to elevate it, it is a completely different product. So let's not compare it. Um, And then often people will be like, oh, but, you know, who watches women's football? I always want to put that question out to women to say, do you not rule your roost? And can you not take that remote control and yourself change the channel to women's football? Because at the end of the day, we can't say, oh, but who supports women's football? If us as women don't support the product ourselves, how will it? How will it get the, uh, the support that it needs, the sponsorship that it needs? And so let's put our money where our mouth is.